All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Dan, what's going on, man? Oh, man, it's going. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, hopefully, I'm just waiting for springtime, man. We'll rid this, uh, this winter, that's for sure. <clears throat> uh, I'm just going to catch you off guard here. Uh, we don't talk enough Raiders on this pod. I never get your Raiders, your Raiders takes. Derek Carr's gone. We kind of already projected that on a pod that you were on. I think it was episode 200. We talked about Derek Carr. Do you have a, a current want at quarterback for the Raiders? Tom Brady retired. Derek Carr is gone. It almost feels rookie or somebody else at this point. I was just kind of, I know I'm catching you off guard here. We're going to talk about this. But I've seen the Raiders helmets and thought about it. Oh, yeah. Well, um, to be honest, I was kind of hoping for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and being a Raiders okay. fan, being a Raiders fan, we've obviously had our struggle since the John Gruden era part one. And since that Super Bowl loss, you know, I've we've taken our bruises and now I'm kind of I just want to win now. So even if we were able to get Rodgers for like two prime years uh, where we're contenders, I would be all for it. Um, but as of right now, it looks like he's, you know, back from his hippie getaway and he's probably staying in Green Bay. And so that really leaves you like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, which. To me, it would be kind of a lateral move from Derek Carr, in my opinion. I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't love it. Um, and if we go rookie route, <clears throat> um, you know, I'm, that makes me a little bit more nervous because, you know. Why? Jared, well, Jared Stidham's there, and, I, you know, not every rookie works out. And I want someone, because like I said, to go back to just waiting for someone, I want someone proven right now. And if we get a rookie, um, I just don't know if we're going to be able to to really compete right away with him. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Bryce Young, cause, mostly because of his height. And C.J. Stroud, I mean, is he going to be really just another another uh, this Buckeye quarterback in the NFL? Quarterbacks being ass, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people are projecting that we take Will Levis, and I'm not really high on Will Levis either. <clears throat> but Vegas Raiders are on the clock. They take C.J. Stroud. What is your initial feeling at that moment? Um, you know what? It, it, I'll be kind of like son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's intriguing, man. Uh, I was almost in your boat, dude. I thought for a minute there that. Uh, New England was going to draft Justin Fields back a couple of years ago, and they ended up taking yeah. Mac Jones. But it's like it got real close there. And I, I, knowing what I know now, I think it's a toss-up. One's really good on his legs. One's decent with his arm. I mean, both have their work cut out for them in the NFL. But um, one more question before we talk some actual Michigan stuff here: Have you got a chance to see? Only because you brought up Aaron Rodgers, the uh, where he stayed in his darkness retreat. Where he's seen the up. photos. You haven't no. seen the photos on Twitter or anything like that? Okay, I almost feel like I couldn't ask you this question. I'll give you a quick brief. Okay. Yeah. Um, imagine looking. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're literally in a mountain. Okay. And all of a sudden there's like a door, and you can clearly tell there's a building that's sculpted in this mountain. Okay. You go in, it is a studio apartment. There's a bed, there's a jacuzzi tub. There's a shitter, 
And then there's a small area in the corner with a yoga mat slash like meditation mat. And they bring you your food. And there are candles. <laughs> yeah, I'm not done. Knowing what you know. He was supposed to be there four days. He stayed two. How long could you go? <laughs> How long could you stay there, you think? Uh, in the darkness. In the darkness. No, I would I'd take my luggage and I'd call an Uber and get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to tag you the photos on Twitter. I can't believe you haven't seen this. I've retweeted this shit and everything. No. Oh, gosh. When did the... Uh... <laughs> I've just become such a goofball, man. I I don't know. It's just honestly, you want to know when? As soon as Mike McCarthy left, the guy that he blamed for being basically like his downfall, and Mike McCarthy's over there competing with the Cowboys, and Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, he did win back to back MVPs, but holy cow, right. the, the hallucinogens, <laughs> the darkness rooms, the oh goodness, whatever. Yeah. All right, so we got a chance to go to face off at the lake. It was the Michigan-Ohio State outdoor hockey game at uh, Cleveland Brown Stadium. Really good time. We, we rolled up six deep, three Buckeyes, three Wolverines, and uh, hell of a day. Michigan drops four to two. Uh, overall, I had a good time. What, what are your opinions on the outdoor hockey game? That was your second one, I believe. Um, yeah, obviously Hughes didn't play. Luke Hughes. Opinions on how Michigan – did in that game versus what your expectations were elaborate on the game a little bit here. Yeah. I thought, I thought Michigan was going to, you know, had their ducks in a row. They were on a, a six, I believe a six game four. I can't remember if it was four or six, but they were, I think we're on a five or yeah, maybe five. I don't know. Anyways, they're on quite a, a winning streak and going in there. I felt like they had a lot of momentum, but Thursday before that, a couple of days uh, prior to the Saturday's game, uh, they dropped one, uh, in overtime versus Ohio State and Columbus. <clears throat> so Columbus kind of had their momentum going there for them. And, you know, Michigan kind of just came out flat in the, uh, the, the, the face-off game. And, you know, Michigan was, uh, I think they spent second period pretty much on the power play the entire game, uh, entire second period. And, uh, um, you know, they tried to battle back. They had a couple goals there at the end. But it, um, it was neutral site game but it sure as hell felt like an ohio state game because of all obviously the proximity of where it's at in cleveland ohio and you know the announcers were you know trading it you know like ohio state arena so i mean i don't know why i felt like going in that i thought it was going to be more of a neutral field but i mean it wasn't that big of a deal to me i mean um ohio state fans didn't really i mean they got spanked by michigan two years world in football so i guess they can hang their hat on this one but <laughs> but, but but uh when I, Hughes there is huge. I mean, he's their best player. He's on. He's their best defensive man as well. And um, it is what it is. You know, those games are are usually high scoring, a lot of action. And um, you know, the only thing that, that was kind of a bummer about it was as the sun was going down behind the stadium when we were getting a little bit colder outside. That's when they paused play two different times for like 20 minutes because there was a problem with the ice and the boards on the and the corners there. <laughs> so they had a you know, trying to fix that real quick. But other than that, man, it was, yeah, it was a good time. Three Buckeyes, three Wolverines, and, um, you know, hockey's awesome. Outdoor hockey, it's it's a fun way to experience it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I believe Michigan, after the regular season was over, they were the number two seed in the Big Ten. Is that accurate? That is correct. <clears throat> so this they're going to be playing Wisconsin next weekend or this coming weekend. Yep. Um, how does the Big Ten tournament look right now? 
So right now the Big Ten tournament, well, in Big Ten hockey, it's you know still yes, hockey new, still newly formed. Um, so there, there's only seven teams in this Big Ten, and Notre Dame's included. Uh, Michigan just dropped um, two heartbreakers in Notre Dame this past weekend at home. You know, one was in, I think both were in shootouts or something like that, and so it was, it was a it was a rough go to to end the regular season. But uh, Minnesota is the uh, number one seed, so they get a first round bye, and. Uh, Notre Dame comes in with the four seed, playing Michigan State, the five seed. Michigan's playing uh, Wisconsin, the seventh seed, and Ohio State, the third, is playing Penn State, the sixth. And every one of these first-round games is a best-of-three series this weekend. And then after that, when you advance, it's single elimination all the way to essentially the Frozen Four. So um, Michigan took care of business against Wisconsin already this year at home. Um, so hopefully they they sweep them and in uh, advance. Um, and the cool thing is now with, with the uh, NCAA tournament, um, each conference, I believe, can have more than one school represent. So beforehand, when Michigan was still with the CCHA, um, whoever won the conference got to go to the tournament and no runner-ups, no second place. So if Michigan or whoever had a good season, but they fell short in the second place, they got to wait till next year. And so it's kind of like how college football used to be. There was no, there was no uh, consolation prize. So, um, you know, being the two seed, whatever, Wisconsin's a good draw, but playing Ohio State again and or Penn State even at the sixth, that's going to be a tough draw. So it's going to be uh, a fun conference tournament. And Michigan has uh, has beaten every one of these teams in the, in the this year at least once. So they they have they have done it, and uh, they just got to get their things together. <laughs> so as far as the the first round best two out of three, like you stated. Um, are all the games in Ann Arbor? Or how does that go? Does it go one one one, or does it go two one, or how does that go? Uh, each each game uh, is going to go to one team's got home ice. So Michigan State's got home ice. Um, actually, I, I I take that back. I don't know about that. I know Michigan's got home ice for both games against Wisconsin. I'd assume it's across the board. So with Notre Dame being the higher seed, I'm I could be in South Bend. With Ohio State being a higher seed, could be in Columbus. So, um, well, well, timeout as it, as it pertains to Michigan. So, Michigan's going to play Wisconsin. What yep. happens if it's 1 1? Where's the third game at? Uh, in Ann Arbor. All three of them would be in Michigan. Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, next question. So, if Michigan moves on, beats Wisconsin, where's that next game? Is that in Ann Arbor or does that change? Is that like a neutral site or how does that work? Uh, every game goes to the higher seed. So with them being the number two seed, they'll, they should have home ice all the way until they play uh, Minnesota, if anything. And if Michigan, if Minnesota were to lose, Michigan would have home ice the rest of the way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. How that's how the Big Ten championship or the Big Ten tournament works in hockey. That's good. Um. So yeah, as far as as far as um the new structure, multiple teams can get in. Do you think Michigan's making the tournament no matter what at this point? Right. It would have oh, to take a, a massive downfall. Yeah, even what they have with a little bumps on the road here at the end of the year, I think they're still sixth in the country or fourth in the country. Um, and I think there's only 20 teams in the NCAA tournament, so I don't think Michigan will have a problem getting in. <clears throat> okay. Um, any Did you hear me? No, you broke up a little bit there. Go ahead. Sorry. Anything else on hockey before we move to men's hoops? Nope. Uh, all other than me trying to go to one of these two games this weekend for sure, but uh, but that's it for hockey. <clears throat> uh, so as far as men's hoops goes, uh, well,
There's actually two more games. We haven't even talked about these ones when we did the last pod. But regardless, this Thursday, they're going to play at Illinois. Illinois is 19 and 10. This is their only meeting of the season. So these two teams have not played yet. Okay. That's a big time game. 19 and 10. We're trying to get to that 19th win. I believe we're currently 18 and 11, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. We're 17 and 12. Sorry. Okay. We're 17 and 12. Uh, Sunday. Okay. They have ranked Indiana. So they're at Indiana. Indiana's 20 and nine on the year. Um, the last time they played was just literally last week. I believe it was last week. They lost 62 to 61 at home. Uh, nail biter down to the end. Unfortunately, Michigan kind of let another one slip. Uh, but as far as this last game, uh, or the last, actually the last two games, I believe. So they went to Rutgers, um, played Rutgers really tough and, and beat Rutgers. And then on Sunday, home against Wisconsin, they had already dropped to Wisconsin on the road. And it takes a Hunter Dickinson desperation three for the tie. They go into overtime and they uh, they crush and they win the game. So kind of riding a two-game win streak here. How do you feel about them going on the road at Illinois? Kind of a weird basketball rivalry we've had over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, we've shared a Big Ten title. They've gotten one. We've gotten one. Uh, it's definitely at least a Twitter rivalry, if anything else. But what are your opinions <laughs> on going to uh, Illinois? Well, don't forget, real quick, don't forget they the Michigan State, so they're on a three-game win streak. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, uh, Illinois, uh, you know, playing in Champaign, uh, the Orange Crush, the student section for Illinois. I mean, they're great. It's a great, it's a hostile environment in Illinois. You know, they've they've dropped a few games they shouldn't have, but they've also they they've notched earlier in the year a win against UCLA when they were eight, Texas when they were two. Uh, so they have they have a a, a, a good resume. They're going to be most likely in the tournament. Um, but, you know, Terrence Shannon is averaging 17 points a game. I The way Michigan's played these last three games, I think they definitely have a shot. They they play a lot of teams really close. I just It's just a matter of closing these out. And uh, I want to say I'm, I'm uh, really confident, but I, I feel like if they play the way they did against these last three games, I, I, I 100% think they can go in there and sneak a W. And, for Michigan to, to make the tournament still, I feel like and they, they have to win out. Um, you know, when we did that pod last time, where we, we forgot to talk about these last two, it was actually seven, not five games. And I said that it had to at least win, you know, four of the next five. And I really feel like now they have to win, you know, six of the next seven here in complete, you know, total. Um, so I think Illinois um, is just about as tough test as playing in Indiana. <clears throat> Yeah, these yeah these are both going to be tough games. Uh, I wish I had Michigan's road record in front of me, but it's I, I don't. It's bad though. It's not five. good. Green five. Green five. <sighs> yeah, it's tough. That's tough. Um, you know, I, I like their chances at Illinois. Um, it just feels like one of those games where you just have to have it uh, at Indiana Assembly Hall. That's a tough game, man. That's a good. That's a good basketball team over there. Uh, I think they're currently ranked. Yeah, they're still ranked fifteenth in the country. So, um, it's a tough environment. Regardless, I, I think that Michigan, if they can get these next two, I think they're in. Um, as it stands right now, before these games are even played, let me read you the Big Ten ch- tournament. Um, 
So there's always four teams that get a, a double buy. Right now, those teams are Purdue, one seed. And then it's Maryland, the two seed. Or no, I think Michigan's the two seed. Sorry. Michigan is the two seed. Okay. Weirdly enough. Yeah. People don't realize this. In, in the basketball, Michigan's the two seed, even before Indiana. Okay. And Illinois. Uh, I believe Northwestern, I believe, is the three. And then Maryland's the four. Maryland's the three. Regardless, Michigan has a double bye. As it states right now, they would play the winner of the Minnesota-Wisconsin matchup would move on to play Iowa. So they would play one of those three teams. I like our chances against all three of those teams. That's got to feel great. Then they'd have to play the winner of Nebraska-Rutgers-Maryland. I love our chances in all of those games. And then we'd only, because of how this tournament shakes out, we'd only have to play the winner of one of these teams, Ohio State, Penn State. Those ones are easy. Michigan State feels 50-50-ish. Yeah. Illinois, Indiana, Northwestern, Purdue. Really, as long as Michigan can kind of stay in this two seed, we need some chaos. We need to win at least one of the two. Gosh, man, I mean, they could – I think I read that they could be either the one seed or the nine seed based off of how all these games land. Yeah. Um, this – the one or the two feels great to me. Obviously, things are going to really shake up. This isn't by any means set in stone. So, um, keys going forward this season in order to make the tournament slash the Big Ten tournament slash – the main dance keys going forward that you think are almost vital for this team to make some sort of a run. Um, consistency, uh, making your free throws and not turning the ball over, um, turning the ball over. Obviously that's going to be bad for anybody. Consistency yeah. is them not being able to close out close games when they should have won. They've, you know, even in the beginning of the year, they, they should have beat North Carolina. They should have beat Kentucky. They didn't. Um, and in free throws, they're still they're still hovering. I don't know the exact numbers, but I feel like they're hovering around the same uh, tier as when they went to the national championship in 2018, um, when Muhammad uh, Rahman had to essentially carry them through at the at the charity stripe the whole season because. Outside of him being like an 88% free throw shooter, they were like 75 mid range. And it's just that you can't do that. I mean, they made it to, I mean, they proved that you can get to the, uh, you can go deep without being successful at the free throw or being lethal there. But uh, with the way this team's built, they need every point they can get, every opportunity they can. They have to make their free throws. And as long as another, another one too is, um, is Kobe Bufkin uh, with Chet Howard being kind of, in and out of the lineup lately after his injury, like Kobe Buffkin has really excelled. And even when they lost to the Wisconsin game, whatever, he's, you know, going 20 points plus, and he had a huge monster game uh, against Wisconsin. And, um, you know, he's playing the way he's doing. He's probably going to be a first rounder in the NBA draft and we're going to miss him when he's gone. So I feel like if he can really take it on and, you know, I think he'd be a a solid glue here um, for the tournaments. Um, after the game, when Hunter hit that three, 
they go in, they win overtime against Wisconsin. Hunter Dickinson was asked, have you seen the clip or no? Uh, which he, one? No. He, so Hunter Dickinson was asked on a live mic whether he thought this was his last game at Chrysler. You oh, haven't seen that clip? I, I, read, I read a headline somewhere. Okay, I watched the clip. He, it legit takes him off guard for a second. And it's got Wolverine fans wondering. And it's got me wondering. The way he reacted, I don't, I don't think he thinks this is his last season. I think we're going to get a fourth year Hunter Dickinson. Now, this is a whole nother conversation that we could spend, I mean, damn near another quarter of the pot on. But the way that the big men in the NBA are today, Hunter Dickinson isn't going to be a highly coveted piece. Not because he's not a good player, not that he can't play basketball. It's just like big men, even the best big men aren't that coveted. You know, you have your, your Jokic and you have your Giannis. Giannis is athlete, obviously like super athletic and stuff like that. And, and Jokic can do a lot of different things. I just, right now I see Hunter as a player that can just take advantage of another year of NIL in return for a senior season opinions on that. Um, I think he could go. I think he'd be fine in the NBA. I, I personally, of course, I would love to have him back. You know, it's a, that's another position you don't have to worry about really. Um, you can rely on him for everything, but you know, I feel like he could, he can get easily drafted if he goes. Um, again, the only, only thing that I've ever knocked him on really is, you know, is, is, Sometimes he very not very not very not good at you know boxing out and and playing defense down low, um, but I, I mean, if he I take him with open arms if he comes if he wants to come back. <clears throat> so, twenty thirteen team, if you remember correctly, that team started to really catch fire when they made the move from Jordan Morgan to Mitch McGarry, and. Not that Jordan was bad, just Mitch was a more of a compliment to what Trey Burke was trying to do. And Jordan ended up being a great big man off the bench, ended up making a critical uh, charge, if I'm not mistaken. He took a charge against, I believe, it was Syracuse. Regardless, opinions on the two big men lineup between Terrace Reed and Hunter, I feel like when that's been on the floor, it's been a game changer. And I almost wonder if, if Jawan went to that lineup, what the success would be moving forward. I feel like where we're at right now, I feel like we have to start looking for an edge. And that might, like, this team's not good enough to make a deep run without making some sort of change. And I feel like that could be the change. Opinions on that. Yeah, Terrace Reed is is, is kind of limited. He's still really raw. And he, he's, he doesn't uh, have a lot of... Uh, Tricks in his tricks in his bag uh, offensively um, in terms of post moves and stuff like that, but he's a he's a great uh, great compliment to Hunter when he has, needs a rest. And Terrace Reed has really come on strong as a block shot blocker, rebounder, um, high energy, high energy guy. I mean, he he is kind of still iffy at the free throw line, which makes you worried uh, at, in, in crucial moments. But I mean, right now I feel like he is knocking on the door of. Uh, Musa Diabate from last year. Now, granted, I know they're uh, they're different in, in in some ways, but you know, I I definitely need someone off this bench to really to take flight here and to shatter kind of a fan favorite there for a little bit. 
Um, really hasn't lit up the scoreboard in terms of points, but one of these guys is going to really have to come on strong. And, and real quick, too, before I pass it back, someone who I think that it could be a huge uh, a scoring option here in the tournament if they hopefully get lucky enough to get in the in the big dance is Joey Baker. Like if Joey yeah. Baker, he can come off the floor, uh, off the bench, and hit like three or four threes in his time. Even absolutely monumental. <clears throat> yeah, you know the one thing that I think has always done Michigan well. We've talked about this a lot. Teams that don't play Michigan regularly and you don't do your film study, and all of a sudden there's a shooter that gets lost and they're able to impact an NCAA tournament game. And this goes for every team. I'm not just talking Michigan like Michigan does something that's so special. But years, over the last several years, Michigan has had multiple shooters. They don't have that now, but they do have Joey Baker. And it just makes me wonder if, if you know, they're able to kind of squeak into the NCAA tournament in the first-round matchup, Joey Baker hits two threes, and that's enough to kind of propel them. You know what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, Doug McDaniel, we haven't talked about him at all on this pod. He has made leaps and bounds jumps from the first several weeks of the year. To be fair, I can't imagine how hard it must be to think that your role is probably 10 minutes at best per game to start the year. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's 35 minutes a game. And you got to remember he literally got thrown in against, you already talked about it, North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky. Uh, I'm forgetting one. There was another big-time school in there early on in the schedule, and it's like, man, this kid's getting eaten alive, and it's not to necessarily his fault. You know, there's there's growing pains. If Ultimately, I think McDaniel has played good enough to learn some things. If we can make a move in this in this tournament, and get in, I think that Michigan could surprise some people. Not because I think that they're this world-beating team. I just think that they have some untapped potential. Oh, 100%. McDaniel had a great game against Rutgers, you know. Um, I think his mom liked my tweet because I was just, I was praising Doug. I said he, <laughs> he had, a great, had a great game against uh, Rutgers. I mean, 14 points. He had one block. He had um, three steals. Or, excuse me, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Cody Buffkin. Sorry, McDaniel had 16 points. Five steals, two assists, four rebounds. Um, so, I mean, he was. I think. I think Michigan had ten steals in total against Rutgers. Man, they really, they locked them down in that game. And that was probably Michigan's best, you know, best game all year defensively. And uh, I know Rutgers was kind of has been kind of going through some growing pains lately. But yeah, Doug McDaniel's obviously a huge contributor. And you know, the cool thing about, or the unique thing about uh, the 2013 Michigan team and you know, I, I text message you that like a 25 minute highlight video of that, that tournament run. And it's like, you're right. Like once, once Stauskas comes, goes off the floor, you got Karis Levert that can come on sink threes. When he goes off the floor, Spike Albrecht can come on and hit threes. Like there was a mm-hmm. never ending barrage of three point shooters. And that, obviously that was how BLM played basketball, one forward and five or four guards. And, um, that was that was a beauty of that team is like they were just sniping you from every angle, and um, you know Trey Burke was something really special and he had this connection with Mitch McGarry and it, it came out at the right time like that pick and roll they did was like virtually unstoppable that whole Big Ten tournament and that that uh, that national championship run and you know it, it brings a tear in my eye man because that team was so special and it sucks that the way it ended but um, 
it was some memories that you just remember and you know you know kudos to those guys because that was uh that was that was a hell of that was a fun season <clears throat> yeah you gotta think like this is one of michigan's i think there's two seasons that stand out there was a season that walton and karis avert both got hurt the team was completely stake bitten i believe off the top of my head that feels like 16 i could be wrong um that team was bad, not good at all, uh, very young, and like I said, injury snake bitten. And then there's this team that's just kind of just kind of underperformed, and it makes you wonder. I feel like we pop back up after this season, but at the same time, like we, we're on five straight Sweet Sixteen appearances. This team, I feel like, has to be given some sort of street cred. Last year, they squeaked in. I believe it was the 19 wins, or maybe it was 18. People ripped them apart. Like, you let Michigan in, and then they go to the Sweet 16. You know what I mean? Mm. I feel like Michigan needs a little bit of that street cred again this year. I would let them in with 18 or 19 wins, truthfully. Yeah. I mean, I feel like – I know everything has to be considered year by year. As of right now, uh, I forget the guy that does all this, but we're considered the last team in. I just seen that after after where we're at right now with three straight wins. Um, I do think no matter what, they need at least one more of these next two, and then it would help to get a Big Ten tournament win too. Yeah. Um, if they can win these next two, I think we're almost a lock-in, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But one of these in a Big Ten tournament win, I feel like would be nice too. If you remember last year, we went last game of the year beating Ohio State in order to kind of earn our way in. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, man. And you know, this Big Ten tournament is is kind of wide open at the moment. I know, you know, there's like five teams tied for second, and they're only only away from first place. Purdue was was on a nine game win streak in the middle of the year, and they've kind of you know hit a few. I think they lost three games here in the last seven or so, and uh, so they showed they're vulnerable. Indiana's got them twice now. And they have to go at Wisconsin and play Illinois. So Purdue, you know, they have uh, they have their tests for them, and we'll see if they can go one or two or two and zero. Oh. And you know, I'm not saying that you know we're, Michigan should strive for, you know, I mean, first places. I don't think out of the possibility. I think though because of the tiebreakers. But anyways, um, Michigan just should just keep their 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 focus on on winning and ever, anything's possible at this point. <clears throat> Anything else on men's hoops before we keep going? I'm good there. Uh, what do you got on spring football notes? So, yeah, I think – I believe students right now are on spring break, but they, uh, I think, had two or three practices. And um, so a very bite-sized um, news news and notes coming out of there. Uh, Davis Warren, Jack Tuttle, Jack Tuttle, the Indiana transfer. Uh, they're yeah. back. They're the two stringers right now trying to battle for that spot. Amari Walker has probably got the, the the biggest hype right now. He is, I guess he played a little D, uh, DB last year. I didn't really notice um, when he came in late for those uh, September games, I believe. But uh, he's really impressing with his size and speed and looks like he's going to be moving to um, more around the, the defensive backside. Yeah, but uh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh's been praising him as a starter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's so not only is he moving over there, he's going to start apparently. So it sounds like it's going to be Will Johnson, Walker, and then in your in your slot, it's going to be Sanders still. Yep. And 
So Blake Corum's still not 100%, so I don't think he's you know going full pads yet. Uh, Darius Henderson, the Arizona State uh, offensive lineman, he will be with the team during the summer. And Miles Hinton and Drake Nugent, the Stanford transfer offensive lineman, uh, I believe they are recovering from injuries um, uh, from their time out there uh, west. And so they, they're not there yet, 100%. And then um, this still leaves uh, six to seven guys rotating in practice right now. So, you know, guys like um, Giovanni Alhadi, uh, uh, Keegan, stuff, guys like that. Um, and I think Krypton was getting in there, John Percy or Jeff Percy. So they got they got uh, familiar faces in there, but uh, obviously uh, not everyone's there uh, not yet, at least. <clears throat> um, as far as Warren and Tuttle, do you have a rooting interest there? Um, not really. I uh, I think I think Jack I think Jack Tuttle might eventually get the second string nod because of his experience. You'd and think. I think, but um, I don't really know much about them, and we, we haven't, or I haven't really seen or heard a lot about them yet. Um, I'll have to look at what Tuttle did at Indiana. I don't, I mean, he never, I don't think he started uh, right off the get, but um, I don't really have a rooting interest there at all. So I, last. I actually was kind of wondering, I didn't, I, when I was reading, this is all from Rivals, by the way. I, I didn't see Alex Orgy's name, so I was kind of uh, looking at that. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, so last year at the spring game, the Mays versus Blue, uh, Cade McNamara took snaps for both sides. Okay. Yeah. And then Davis Warren did not wear. So Cade wore an all white uniform, basically couldn't be hit. Yeah. Okay. But Davis Warren suited up in a solid color. He was able to be contacted. Davis played. Fantastic. I think a lot of the fans thought the same thing. Um, and, and a lot of people's opinions earned the, se- the the third string role at the time behind. It was supposed to be JJ, and then Cade, and then, yeah. and then Warren. Then obviously Cade goes down and Davis Warren named as the backup. And it's like, he, he looks pretty good. As you alluded to, Alex Orgy, I just, I wonder, I ultimately wonder what the, what the future is for him as a as a starting quarterback at Michigan? It almost feels it almost feels like that can't be a thing. Only because you have you have JJ right, so he's going into his junior year. Yeah. Right. Uh, I personally don't project him leaving for the NFL, but I mean, I guess crazier things have happened. So, which means he played till his senior year. Orgy then would be a junior that year. And I know in 2024, they've been trying to get Jaden Davis. And I would almost yeah. envision him maybe starting at some point. Or Davis Warren at that point would earn at least one year starting. I don't know. Alex Orgy just feels like the ad guy out. He does feel like a goal line threat, though. Yeah, probably. Special package guy. Yeah, it's unfortunate because... There's a lot. I mean, even with Kate McNamara leaving, there's a lot of a lot of things to show for running. And Tuttle's already a senior, so I think he's got this one year left as eligibility. So, um, it's it won't be here for you know long term. And you know, according to College Football Reference, whatever, even though he doesn't have any stats for the Utah Utes, I I guess he originally committed to Utah in 2018, and so he's been with Indiana ever since. He's never. I don't think he's 
really played a starting role. I mean, he's uh, played in eight, like 15 games, five touchdowns, six picks. So, um, oh, so he's never, he didn't start at all with them. No, so last year, I believe Indiana started Connor Basilak, and he was the kid that transferred from, like, Wake Forest or something. And um, so, yeah, Tuttle was always getting mop-up duty. <clears throat> Why would you – the end of your college career where you've never got really an opportunity to compete for a starting spot, why would you go to a place that has a for-sure QB1? That seems weird to me. Yeah, um, give me one second. Uh, let's see where he's from. Unless it's it's strictly for education purposes, which obviously I'm not trying to discredit anybody. That's a fantastic reason to go to Michigan by all means. But right, yeah, it's uh, let's see, not giving any bio of where he's where he's from if he was born in Michigan or not like that. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it could be definitely could be a, a school thing, whatever. But um, you know, I think um. You know, Alan he, that he just transferred wherever he's been a few different places too. So I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm not trying to discredit Michigan's education program. Like I feel like I just did. I, it, it's a great idea. If you want to come be coached, well, you, you're probably not going to play, but you can get a world-class education. It makes a ton of sense to go to Michigan. So, yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, do you want to let the folks know what, uh, yes, 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 yes. I don't think we have a for sure date, but we are 100% going to have a mini series. We've kind of talked briefly about this. We haven't really gone into a bunch of detail, but this summer we're going to be giving our top 20 Jim Harbaugh era Michigan games. So obviously you know the ones that are going to be featured. You know the the wins over Ohio State these last two years, the Big Ten championship games. But we're also going to feature some of these lost in the in the rough games from 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Um, we're going to give our top 20. So basically, Dan's going to give his list. I'm going to give my list. We're going to take the average of those and try to create a a uh, a list and and get those into a podcast series. I don't know how many it's going to be. Might be two episodes. Might be three. Might be four. Um, four seems like the magic number. There'll be some honorable mentions in there too. We're excited about this. I think it's going to get rolling here. If I had to guess, probably May, probably May. We'll probably roll that out. Um, let spring practice kind of get into, uh, into a thing and, and come to a close and, and we'll probably bust that out over the course of May into June. So, uh, yeah. Opinions on that. I'm, I'm excited for it, man. Like we've, I've already gone through and not ranked anything yet, but I've put everything in down in front uh, in, in words and letters and numbers. And, you know, then I'll obviously, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun thing because, you know, like we were talking before we went live is, you know, for me, I'm going to be ranking these, not just on, um, you know, stats and what the score was, but also the, what, what the game meant. And um, if I was there personally or not, because some of these games or whatever, I'm going to have ranked higher, not only because of, who they played, but you know, when they played them and then if, if I see if I was sitting my butt in the stadium or not. Um, and then two with, with us doing this top, whatever 20 that we're going to do, I, I wouldn't mind doing, um, uh, you know, top 
as you know each skill position or, or do some sort of rankings um a few different times for uh, different topics or whatever that uh you know will carry us over into the summer and up to fall camp yeah i think this this series does open the door for more ranking series in the future or if not immediate future mm. um the one thing when obviously we linked up to make this podcast um we're talking Michigan, giving our, you know, our weekly talks and stuff like that. And when I brought this idea up to you, you're like, I absolutely love it. This is my wheelhouse. Like, this is the kind of stuff I wanted to talk about past Michigan stuff and kind of reminisce. And it was really fun. I actually did this this week. I, I listed, um, I wrote down, basically, I went season by season. And... I was critical, but at the same time, if I thought the game could make the list, I wrote it down and I wanted to see how many games I could come up with. And I had 26 and we knew we wanted to come up with the top 20. So I got to narrow some down. I did end up taking, uh, there were two losses on here specifically. I almost put a third. I ended up removing all the losses, but um, yeah, I think this is going to be really fun. I can't wait for it to debut. 100%. <clears throat> Uh, I think that's a wrap unless you got something else. Oh, that's it, buddy. Um, I think I might break a few of these, uh, when we, when we log off here or whatever, but yeah, this, uh, you know, we got spring practice right now, the combines this weekend, we got the draft next month, like football will be here before you know it. And it sucks this time of year in, in ways because, you know, obviously football is, you know, really, at least my, I can probably say my favorite sport and I'm sure it probably is for you. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, at least we have this 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 year, at least for XFL and the USFL to kind of, uh, uh, you know, give us Tie this over. Well, yeah, a little, a little tickle in our, in, our, in our underwear. So, yeah, I'm all about it. <clears throat> it is nice too. you know, we talked a little hockey, we talked a little basketball. We got two different Michigan teams um, still alive competing for a championship hockey more so than basketball but they're both still alive and um you know the baseball season just got underway for for michigan they've won some they've lost some uh it's, it's fun it, it's nice way to to move into another football season so and you know i said this recently when spring practice started i said uh our pursuit for a national championship has to start somewhere mm-hmm. so um hopefully it's this year and uh yeah be on the lookout for this mini series, guys. I can't wait for it. I know Dan's excited too. Um, with that, I think we're out. Real talk. Go blue. <clears throat>